0: You're listening to a podcast from JNNP.
1: Welcome to the, uh, this afternoon's session of the BNPA's meeting, the Annual General Meeting, held here in London. This afternoon's session is on consciousness, and we have got two eminent speakers. The first speaker is Professor Geraint Rees, who's a professor of cognitive neuroscience at the University of College London, and also the director of the Institute of Cognitive Neuroscience. Geraint, welcome. Thank you, and thank you for inviting me. Now, could you give us a little sense of why you're interested in consciousness and what relevance it has for the uh, understanding of mental conditions.
0: So I'm interested in consciousness because it's one of a a handful of uh, behaviors uh, that make humans um, collectively very special. Um, So we can all think of those, uh, our ability to aggregate in social networks, our help for non-kin, language and of course consciousness and self-awareness. Now individually those may not be unique in the animal kingdom but collectively they mark us out as a species and arguably define human nature. They're also the kind of properties that we're most afraid of losing. Um, The life lived without consciousness uh, for many of us would be uh, a life not worth living. So that's the big picture of why I'm interested in them. I'm also interested in them because they're... they're These are complex and difficult to understand uh, behavioral and psychological phenomena, but using modern brain imaging techniques we can make progress in terms of trying to tie those down to the anatomy and physiology of the brain and make some kind of progress. So I'm interested in the challenge that matching up those
1: two different areas makes could you just give us an idea of what's the operational definition you use for consciousness in, in these studies? There are three different aspects to consciousness, which broadly
0: speaking is the way we might talk about it in everyday life. Um, there's something um, in the brain that uh, wakes us up in the morning and puts us to sleep at night uh, and leads us into different states of arousal during the day. That might be uh, one aspect of consciousness, if you like, the, the level of consciousness. He is conscious, she is unconscious. We also talk about consciousness in terms of uh, what's in our mind at any one particular time. Um, I can see a red apple versus I can see uh, a yellow banana. And so the contents of our consciousness is something I'm particularly interested in. But I'm also going to talk today about a third thing which is, uh, as humans, we're self-aware. That is, we have an awareness that uh, all the thoughts inside our heads are indeed our thoughts and not those of other people. And I think we can think of uh, various different uh, neurological and psychiatric conditions under which each of those might break down. For example, unconsciousness is key to surgical and anaesthetic practice uh, and head injury can often cause unconsciousness. Uh, the contents of our consciousness can be disturbed often by neurological lesions, uh, neglect and extinction, but also in psychiatric conditions like hallucinations. And our self-awareness can be impaired, for example, in schizophrenia where we, where we mistake thoughts uh, as those inserted from, from some other uh, device or
1: person. That's fascinating. And I think to some extent, the last question I'd have for you is why has it been neglected as a research area for so long? I don't think it's been neglected.
0: It's more that people have been studying it undercover, if you like. And sometimes people are nervous, I think, about studying topics that are part of our everyday discourse and conversation. And Of course we talk about consciousness and our awareness of things all the time, so sometimes there can be a perception that that's, that's sort of not a proper object of science. But if you look back in the literature, um, for at least 100 to 150 years, for example, the study of psychophysics, of um, how we perceive elementary sensory qualities, that's essentially the study of consciousness. It didn't go mainstream until a number of tenured scientists put their head above the parapet and said, well, actually, this is a a study worthy of proper scientific study. But I think it's been going on for longer than we think. Look forward to your talk. Thank you. Thank you.